Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Kyle Brandt's Basement. Hey, guys. Josh Allen Tuesday. It is on. He is here. He is ready. We will talk about how the Bills keep on winning. We will talk about him meeting Jay-Z after the game. We will get his review of Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we will assign him a new movie as part of the 2022 Josh Allen Film Festival. We were going to hit him with Die Hard, because I don't think he's seen Die Hard, but we're going to wait till we get a little closer to Christmas, maybe next week. This week, we've got a few choices for him to make, but we have to talk about all kinds of stuff. I still, I don't care if the game was last Thursday. I want to hear about that touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, where he kind of elevated at the sideline and threw it across his body, passed like 12 Patriots and scored. I want to know how that goes on. What goes on in that beautiful mind of his? We're going to ask him everything. And we're going to ask him about Odell Beckham Jr. You bet your butt we're going to ask him about it. We're going to ask him. I don't know if he's going to want to talk about it, but I don't care. We're asking. That's what we do here in the basement of Josh Allen Tuesday. Also, we're going to talk about how weird the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. We're going to talk about, um, man, the Odell thing. How annoyed are you about the, just the coverage of the Odell thing? I'm going to contribute to that today. I'm a total hypocrite, but I'm still annoyed by it. And I wish that I could just pick right now. Which teams get in the playoffs? I'm talking about as wild cards. Which teams sneak in? I can't. I wish I could because it would be so much more fun if I could. That's the show today. Let's go to the Skycam. Check it out. I mentioned Die Hard. We have our Hans Gruber advent calendar. Christmas doesn't start until Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Tower. We're going to take him one down from five down to six. Long way to go to get to the bottom. I'm going to count to three. It will not be a four. Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman, his first movie ever, Die Hard. You can look it up. Also, I'm going to take my free throw. Then we're going to start the show. Wish me luck. I love you, Ben Wallace. And we're going to go like that. Nah, I missed again. My free throw percentage has got to be around 30 right now. I even got a nice warm-up in today. I was feeling it. and I've changed my technique a little. It doesn't work. You know what never changes? What I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Come on. I love how weird the Buccaneers are. That is a weird, inexplicable, strange team. You have Tom Brady's last season. They're 6-6. Six and six. They lost to the Panthers a few weeks back. They lost to the Jacoby Brissett Browns a couple of weeks ago. And they were about to get housed on their own field by the Andy Dalton Saints. And yet, still first place. Still probably play a home playoff game this year. This team is so strange. Veteran, respected coach, same coordinator as the Super Bowl run. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know the guys, Devin White. They're all out there, and they're just not good, but they're not horrible. They were down 16-3 to with three minutes left in the game on national television at home. Just awful. And that would have been three straight... F minuses at home against the Saints. The last two times they've played the Saints at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay's home, they've scored zero points and three points. And they were sitting on three with three minutes left. And then you just, you, you can't let Cade Otten get hot. This is part of the weirdest thing is that Brady gets to six and six in this, oh my God, depleted of oxygen, terrible stretch of a game in which you're like, can we breathe? Can we get anything going at all? And it's not like, all right, finally he hits one to Mike Evans. Finally. His trusted receiver, Chris Godwin, gets open. No, it's like he's working to two rookies 
two rookies that Tampa brought in, and not like these first-round guys, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Cade Otten, who is a first-round guy they drafted from Washington, and our guy Rashad White, who is also a rookie. Uh, a rookie. That This incredible thing, Otten and White, both rookies, and that's who Tom Brady is going to. Not Gronk, not Randy Moss, not Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, <laughs> Otten, and White. And so I started to think, like, in the NFC South right now, which is the strangest, crappiest division ever. I was talking this morning about it is like, uh, if you can haul it, you can have it. It's this old kid's toy you don't really need or want anymore because the kid's about grown it. Like the play school plastic slide with the three little steps and then the three-foot slide that they go down when they're two and they're little diapers and you clap and you get it on video. Well, now your kid is five. All that thing is doing is taking up space in your yard or your basement. So you need to get rid of it. But you have a heart, and so you want it to go to other people instead of just throwing it away. So you put it down at the end of the driveway, and either you go on the Insipid Nextdoor app, or you just put a sign on it. Free slide. If you can haul it, you can have it. That's what we used to say. That's the NFC South. It's the free play school plastic slide that no one seems to want. It just sits there day after day, and it gets rained on, maybe snowed on. Someone take this thing. Here's the principles involved. Again, what's at stake here? A division crown, a home playoff game. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I've just talked about, who are bizarro and can't decide if they're maybe pretty good like they were in Germany or absolutely horrible like when they got just destroyed by the Carolina Panthers Um, or just doubly weird where they were horrible last night and then really good for three minutes. They can't decide who they are. They're, They're your clubhouse leader. Then you have the Atlanta Falcons on who we have waited and waited and waited and waited, and they just don't seem to want to be a grown up. They don't seem to want to join us. They can't get over the hump. And then you have the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold as their quarterback. Not P.J. Walker. Baker Mayfield's not even on the team anymore. Sam Darnold, and they got a win last week. So everyone's like, maybe the Panthers could win it. And then just the Saints, who bitterly choked away that game last night. An awful, awful, terrible loss in which they had to do six things wrong to lose the game. And guess what? They did all six. And yet, the Saints aren't eliminated either. You think the Bucs are like just going to run away with this thing? Do you know they play the Niners next week? Do you know they play the Bengals after that? I don't see them winning either of those games. I don't care if it's Brock Purdy or Bryce Petty. I don't care who's starting for the 49ers. The Niners are a great team. The Bucs are not. So we come to this now. Is this the last season we're seeing of Brady? This is how this is going to finish? Like, what if they collapse? What if the, what if the Bucs collapse and, holy crap, the Falcons catch him in week 18 and Tom Brady does not make the playoffs? And Marcus Mariota does. Or the the world explodes and Sam Darnold somehow gets the NFC South title. Does Brady walk off on that? Is that it? If he finishes at 8-9 and nine and don't doesn't make the playoffs, can he retire? That's the last season? That's what you came back for? And that's what he, apparently you've paid a large personal price for to come back for that? It's almost like you have to run it back just like... You know how when you're shooting around in the in the gym or the driveway, like you gotta you gotta make your last one before you go back into the house. If you're Brady, you're the greatest football player ever. You can't lose a playoff spot to Mariota, Darnold, or Dalton. You just that's not suiting you and your stature and your greatness. Oh my gosh! And what's crazy is that even if they do get it, let's say that the Bucks get the playoff spot at nine and eight or eight and nine. Who knows? Do you know how many good teams who are going to come hot in that last month are not going to get in the playoffs? because the Bucks are only getting in as a division winner. They can't get the wild card. It's such a strange thing. I, 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 sometimes I really feel like, who cares if you're a division winner? Let's do this based on record, because then you get those bizarre seven and nine teams. 
I just can't believe it's Brady. I can't believe that this is how it be how it would end. It's it's got pangs of like uh, Robert De Niro and Rocky and Bullwinkle or Al Pacino in Jack and Jill. It, that that's like that's is that where we're at? That's not Brady. It's not that he's bad. It's just the team. Can't believe how strange they are. I can't believe that Brady. If you would have told him back in February when he was retired, it was over. He walked away, retired. Guess what? You're going to be 6-6 six and six and down 16-3 to three to Andy Dalton at home on Monday Night Football in December. Are you into that? Does he just walk? Is he like, no, no, I want it. I'm married to the game. Ball is life. Very strange. The NFC South sucks. I kind of like it, though. I like tracking how bad it could be. And what I'm really here for is a table flipper. Marcus Mariota winning the division, getting the playoffs. Brady has to retire. Darnold, Dalton. I would love for one of those teams to come running. But I'd love a lot of things to happen in the playoffs or may or may not happen. That gets us to what I hate. Let's go. Come on. I hate that I can't pick who makes the playoffs. I would love to just be able to pick this team's in, that team's out. I know who I want in there as ingredients. If the playoffs are this incredible large goulash, I know what I want in that thing. I know it tastes good. I know it will go well together. I know it tastes like crap and is not going to fit the dish at all. And I don't get to pick. It's, uh, I, I wish in the last month of the season I could say, all right, I've been watching for four or five months. You're in. You're in. Don't really care about the record. I care about how you're doing now because we have a really unique species of team going on this year. The terrible in September and October team and then the come running in December team. I love come running teams. Yes, they blew the first half of the season. Yes, they were terrible, but they're hot now. Now it's playoff season. Now they can't miss. Now they're wrecking everybody. I'll tell you who I'm talking about. Lions absolutely love them. Detroit Lions. Lions. Do you know they're favored at home this weekend against the Vi- against the Vikings? Vikings are nine and two, and they're underdogs against the Lions. The Lions are really good. I, I mean that. It, it's I don't think I've said that sentence in a long time. The Lions are good. They've won four out of five. Josh Allen to Diggs on Thanksgiving ripped their heart out. Otherwise, it might have been five in a row for the Detroit Lions. You know how I feel about Dan Campbell. You know I'm way into it. By the way, the Vikings aren't even nine and two. They're ten and two. Ten and two. Looking to go eleven and two. All right. I want the Lions in. The novelty of seeing the Detroit Lions in a playoff game. Not with Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. With Jared Goff. Can you believe that? That would be really cool. And I like it. And they play a fun brand of football. They pass. They run. The defense has gotten way better. Campbell on the sideline in a wild card game. Can you even imagine? Can you imagine if it was like Lions-Cowboys? A game that we've seen during the Stafford era. Imagine if we saw that. Imagine if it was Lions-Vikings and the Lions beat their division rival. I want the Lions in. I want them in. They're going to come running. Another team's kind of running. Let's get the Raiders in. Let's get them in. Sure. They completely embarrassed themselves and threw up all over themselves in September and October. And people were saying Josh McDaniels should be fired. Now they're catching heat. You, you, it's hard to see this many dominant stars on one team and imagine that they're not even going to make the playoffs. Max Crosby looks incredible. Devontae Adams as advertised. Josh Jacobs, league's leading rusher. Derek Carr, great, sure. Chandler Jones came, came to play last week, had a bunch of sacks. That team should be in. That team has sizzle. That team has superstars. I need that. I want that. I want the Raiders in. I want the torch. I want the silver and black. I'm into that. I would much rather have the Raiders than some tedious AFC team who's just going to kind of roll over and lose in the wild card. Maybe the Raiders shock the world. They have the talent to do it. I want them in. You know who else I want in? I want the Steelers in. Yes, I do. 
because I am a proud American where at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the men. No, I love the Steelers. I think they're part of the brand. They're part of the NFL brand. Do you know they're playing the Raiders on Christmas, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, Franco off the turf? I want both those teams in. I hope that team, I hope that game ends in a tie if it helps them. I hate ties. I would prefer that they tie than one of them lose so I can get both of them in. I, I want to turn on the playoffs in January and I want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. And if they get there with a rookie, a rookie quarterback and Mike Tomlin somehow defies the odds and continues his streak of never having a losing season, gets a nine and eight here for that. Najee Harris wins the angry run scepter like every single week. It runs over people. Doesn't usually run for a lot of yards, but I like his style. I like his aggression. I want the Steelers in. And last of all, you may hate this. I don't care. This is what I hate. What I hate. What I hate is that I can't pick the playoff teams. And you know who I would pick? I'd pick the Packers. You know that's coming. Let's go. Can you imagine Rodgers just starts ripping off wins? Can you imagine him talking to the media and doing his little sound bites, his little smile? They just beat the Bears. They're in the bye. They're going to beat the Rams, the zombie Rams, and then they have a few games left to win. And if they just sneak in somehow when they were left for dead, they lost to the Lions. They had to hear these start Jordan Love, Rodgers has done conversations. If they come running, whoo, oh my God, I would love it. I just like the story. I like the stars. There's other teams right now who are fine. You know, the New York Giants, pretty good story. Cowboys, sure. Vikings, yeah. Seahawks, pretty cool story. I just think it's just that everybody's minds would explode if Aaron Rodgers finished this thing and came down the street and he comes back from the dead, full Undertaker gif and gets in the playoffs. That's what I want. I want the Raiders, Steelers, Lions, and Packers in the playoffs. I hate that I cannot choose. It would be much more fun. The playoff goulash needs those four ingredients. Trust me, it would be delicious. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'd take two out of four. I may even take one out of four, but I would prefer four out of four. That would be hilarious, which is what we get to next. Oh, man. I'm going to have to stretch out to do this story a little bit. Let's get to what's hilarious. Come on. The Odell Beckham coverage and recruitment is hilarious. And you might be right now watching this and being like, oh my God, I can't do another Odell story. I get it. I'm with you. That's where I'm coming from. I, re I, I really do get it. It's reached farcical levels of coverage and saturation. Um, I think I'm sick of talking about it. I think you're sick of hearing about it. I think slash I know many of the reporters who are covering it are really sick of covering it. It's become a massive eye roll for a few reasons. One, why hasn't it happened yet? We've been hearing about this for weeks and weeks. We know he wants to play. We know he's feeling better. We know he's, his health's starting to check out. We know the principals involved who might be willing to sign up. So let's do it. You know what else we know? We know it's December 6th. <laughs> let's, we only got a few weeks left. If you want to do the whole thing where you envision this getting a regular season run going and then he makes plays in the playoffs, it's time to go. Uh, the other part that's ridiculous is that like, it's Odell Beckham Jr. off a massive knee injury. Why do I feel like we're back covering Peyton Manning's free agency? Nice player, right? A lot of potential. Coming off an injury, we'll kind of see. Why do I feel like it's Randy Moss in his prime and everyone's like, oh my God, the sweepstakes. That's hilarious. The Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes? Like you're going to get Odell and someone comes to your driveway with a giant check and balloons and a prize van. It's like, you won the Super Bowl. I did? Didn't I just get a number three receiver? 
<laughs> I guess maybe occasionally on my third option on third and six, I could go to Odell and get nine yards and move the chains. Do we get a parade because of that? I like Odell. I'm rooting for him. I don't love the Odell coverage anymore. So you say, well, then why are you talking about him? Not quite, my friend. I'm talking about people talking about him. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. I don't want to talk about him. Just wait. When Josh is here in a few minutes, I'm going to ask him about Odell. Um, but maybe he'll turn out to be a fantastic star and all that. But the idea that there's a sweepstakes for Odell Beckham Jr., you would think that it was the Justin Jefferson free agency. And that's finally Justin Jefferson is going to pick the team and who knows who it's going to be. Or it's Nick Bosa is a free agent and he gets to pick wherever he's going to go. Jerry Jones is talking about him. That will shock you, I'm sure. And Jerry Jones was kind of saying some stuff. I'm going to paraphrase, but he's saying like, you know, there's a lot of history with his injury there. And uh, uh, all this uh, got to come in with our eyes wide open. It has to be addressed. And that's when you can see if you can make a deal or not. Jerry's basically saying, oh, we want Odell, but we kind of want him cheap. Yeah, we don't want to pay a lot for him because we're worried he might be still injured. Very prudent, Jerry. I like it. Um, Sunday, Odell FaceTimed with Von Miller during Von's Twitch stream and said his visit was good. He had some lemon pepper wings. Now we're at the stage of the sweepstakes that we're covering what kind of wings Odell had whilst in Buffalo. Last night, he was at the Mavericks game with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons for his recruitment to uh, Dallas. This has reached like the Jesus Shuttlesworth recruiting trip levels. It's a good player. I think he's healthy. I don't know. Neither do you. But Aaron Donald is not going to be a free agent anytime soon. You're not going to be able to sign him. That's what it feels like with this. I like him. I'm into him. Great memories of watching him play. Hope to watch him for a long time. Very famous guy. Trust me. I was talking to NFL fans in Europe and a few different countries, and I'd be like, oh, who's your favorite player? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. We love Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, great. Anybody else? Uh, Odell, we like Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham? I, listen, he's not even on a team right now. That's your second favorite player in the league? You don't want to say Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Odell Beckham? We love Odell Beckham. They all were saying it. They love Brady and they love Odell. He has an expansive international profile and brand, which they love him. And I think a lot of these teams see that and they want to cash in on it. Some of them just be like, we need one more playmaker. You can't be anything these days if you're not hashtag all in. But we'll see. I'm all in on Odell as a guy and as a player and everything, but when it comes to just obsessively covering him, not in the offseason, not when there's nothing going on, in the thick of the season, the obsessive covering Odell, I'm all out. That being said, let's bring in the Bills starting quarterback and ask him if the Bills should bring in Odell Beckham Jr. No, let's get to Josh. We have lots to cover. He's here. He's patient. He is the man. I got my number 17 hat on. And here we go, folks. Starting quarterback for Buffalo Bills, J.A. 17. All right, he has won three straight games. He's won three straight against the Patriots, and he fell asleep during the Princess Bride. That's why we love him. It's Josh Allen. What's up, dude? You're never going to let me live that one down, are you? (laughs) Well, It is memorable, and maybe we'll add to that today because we have so much to get into. First and foremost, um, you had like a little bit, I I hate to use the term mini-buy because maybe you guys don't consider that, but you played the Thursday, you got a long weekend. What'd you do? What'd you get up to? No, it was definitely a mini-buy. Some guys get out of here, they go home. Um, Some guys go to Toronto. We're pretty close to Toronto. I love Toronto. Toronto's a good spot. But me, personally, 
I sat in my couch and watched a an overload amount of football. I watched it all. And I oh watched Scott Hansen. He called me Jared Allen on <laughs> on stream and I uh, tweeted at him. I don't know if he saw it, but I said touche. I deserve yeah. that one. So I've called him I've called him uh, Chris Hansen too many times. I deserved it. Um, I saw it. We talked about it. I thought it was perfect. I mean, he's he's in you. The Jared Allen thing. Chris Hansen to catch a predator. Scott Hansen to catch a <laughs> touchdown. You must have had a great weekend. Like you're sitting there, you're tweeting this guy Hansen, just watching ball. Yeah, and speaking of predator, we we watched that one too. So I'm excited to get to that. Dude, one. Allen's on fire. We're gonna get to predator, and we get to all kinds of stuff. Um, I have to tell you, you made me laugh out loud on my couch watching you against the Patriots. And I'll tell you why. Second quarter, third and goal at the eight. You roll out, you do the patented Josh Allen stiff arm, and you do a jump pass to Gabe in the back of the end zone. I straight up laughed when it it was like the coolest, most hilarious play um, for reasons I can't totally describe. Give me your perspective on that play. You're so good at telling the story. Start to finish, tell me about that play. Yeah, well, we had a a man-beater type concept um, right off the jump, they kind of played almost like a, a robber. And that means just one of the safeties just kind of lingering in there. And I felt like he was kind of in the way. Knowing that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy some time. They had a spy on me. Um, and he, he kind of met me near the sideline. And it's just one of those things, right? Like we, we talk about situational football, third and eight. Like usually you don't want to take a sack in, in the red zone. First and second down, no way you're taking a sack, right? I'm throwing the ball away, get rid of it. Now, when it's third down and you know you're not going to be going for it in that situation on fourth down, it's okay to take a sack there. Like the, the statistic mm-hmm. uh, differences between a, what is it, 28-yard field goal and a 35-yard field goal, like mm-hmm. really, really nothing. So knowing that I can extend the play there, keep the play alive, obviously just uh, throwing a little stiff arm there. And I saw Gabe Davis, and he was running this way. And mm-hmm. – I just felt like those guys had given up on the play and I felt like he was about to go back for me. I made sure there was nothing backside and yeah, just, just threw one back there. And typically those are the ones like they leave your hand. You're like, just be right. Please, please be right. Don't throw another interception here. And it came off the hand well. And uh, Gabe made it, he made an unbelievable play coming back to the ball, which again, our guys do such a good job of that and, and knowing that they can get the ball at any point in any play. Um, it's really all it was. It's funny that you describe your inner monologue because there's an image of like a cartoon character and they have a devil on the shoulder and the devil's like, throw it, throw it, take the touchdown. And the angel's like, now, now, maybe just throw it away. Does it feel like that in the moment? Does it get that slow? Sometimes, yeah. In that moment, yes, yeah. it did. And there, there's some that are just so split decision, like, but there's some like you have that split second of thought in your brain. It's just like, I can make this throw, but should I make this throw? And uh, sometimes, sometimes the one on the left side wins. Sometimes the one on the right side wins. And sometimes, again, you just you kind of get lucky. And uh, I don't think that one was a lucky one, though. I think uh, me and Gabe were on the same page. I did too, and that comes from years of experience and practice reps and training camp and off season. I could spend the whole conversation here, Josh, talking about that play. I have one more question. You were so close to the sideline; it was inches. And you've done this before, like next gen stats, they calculate this stuff. But I watch, you don't look down to make sure you're in bounds. How do you know where the sideline is so you can cut that close with your big old foot? Honestly, <laughs> I, I couldn't 
give you an exact reason of like why I know I'm in. Um, Mm -hmm. It's more just like, if I'm in, I'm in, if I'm out, I'm out. If he dies, he dies. Like that's just kind of how, how it goes sometimes. But I think again, just playing football for so long, you feel like, you know where you're at, like just based on yeah. the visual, like where, the, where I'm looking down in the, in the end zone, I can see pylons there. Like, I just feel like I'm in bounds here. It's just kind of a, a feel thing that uh, just kind of comes with, I guess, repetition over time. And again, I've been playing football since seven, eight years old. I, I feel like I have a yeah. pretty good grasp of what, what the field is. Same size field in the NFL and high school and every level and you use every inch of it. Um, afterwards, as if that night couldn't have gotten cooler, Dude, you met Jay-Z after the game. You're, you're coming off the field, you're in the tunnel, and Jay-Z is there in Foxborough. We even had video. T- tell me what is going on here. What's going on through your head? Yeah, I'm, I'm walking through the tunnel, and I see him walking. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of give him like a little hand gesture, and all of a sudden, I'm walking with Gabe, and I hear, Gabe, Gabe, and Gabe kind of looks back, and I don't know if he realized who was talking. And I go, hey, Gabe, like, Jay-Z's calling you, and he went, he went over there and said, what's up? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this time. I'm going to go, I'm going to go dap them up. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like anytime you get to, to meet, like I said, somebody with so much respect, um, everybody knows who Jay-Z is, you know, like that, that was a pretty cool. Oh, moment. Yeah. Well, uh, wheelhouse for you right here. So who would be on your list of men or women that you're walking off the field and they're standing there at one of your games and you get to go up and say hi to them and it would just blow your mind. It would sink your battleship. Who would that be? I think Tiger Woods would be one. I think uh, mm-hmm. I've got I've got a lot of respect for him. Like, there, there's only been a few athletes in my in my life that like I've actually like felt like I was on the field or you know in that moment with him. Um, Kobe was one of them, and Tiger was the other one. Mm-hmm. So I think Tiger would be he'd probably be number one. I think number two. I, I don't know. Um, what about your boy Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell, he'd be up there. I was about to say him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Steve Carell, obviously my affinity mm. for The Office. Um, yeah, so I think I think those two will probably be at the top. Do you get nervous? Like if you met Steve Carell, would you just be cool or do you start talking weird and talking fast? Like is that something that affects you? No, I think I'd be pretty cool. And I say that now, not being <laughs> in the moment. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but I feel like I'd be pretty Pretty chill in those moments. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it ends. It, like that's, that's, you would, the Michael Scott stuff would just come flying out though, I feel like. It would, but like, I, I met uh, Richard Madden one time. Obviously he's in Game of Thrones. He's the king of sure. the North. And yeah, this was, uh, I'd say fairly early into my career, right? And I walked up to him and I said, king of uh, the North. And I just felt like he really hated that. Because he probably gets that from everybody. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I shouldn't have said that. Like, that, that was one of those moments. Again, like, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. And it was, like, just, I think season eight had just ended. And he was, he was there. Um, it was at an F1 event. And I said it. And I was like, oh, man, I, I wish I, that's one thing I wish I could take back. Not, not saying that. <laughs> we all do it, man. Listen. It could have been worse. You could have met Jay-Z and you could be like, look, Jay, we got 99 problems, but the Patriots ain't one. Like that, th- that would be yeah. crazy. city. So he didn't do that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I, I've learned from my mistakes. I've gotten better uh, from that moment. You know, I guess you got to go through those to, to learn. Hell yeah, you do. Um, holiday season, you've talked about your gift giver, but indulge me, dude. 
everybody has something that they want. Like I want a, a shaving mirror in my shower. It's just a stupid thing that I asked my wife for. It's probably 40 bucks. What do you want for Christmas? Um, I'm so low maintenance when it comes to gifts. Like, um, I love like little trinkets and gadgets and like things just to keep my mind occupied. Um, like there's like, I have a bunch of these little bar games, right? Like there's like a little ring attached yeah. to a coil and you got to get the, the ring off uh -huh. the coil. Like dude, I, I just love having fun, like board games, card games. Um, I think a, a nice chess set would be at the top of okay. my list right now. I've been getting into chess. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not a very expensive or high maintenance gift receiver. I, I should say like anything I get, I'm pumped about. I can tell someone should get you a Stark V Lannister chess set. I think that exists. I think that's out there. That would be pretty cool. Um, I would, I would welcome it. Someone will welcome now. Now 50 bills fans are going to find that for you guys. No need. Josh is yeah. not looking at it for it from you. Maybe from one of his friends. How about this one? Um, how about Santa Claus brings you an early Christmas present and gives you and your teammates Odell Beckham Jr. How would you feel? Uh, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really really cool. Uh, he obviously he came to Buffalo. It's no secret. Yeah. Got to hang out with him for a little bit and I guess give our best spiel. But um, I know there's reports about him committing today or tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think everybody would welcome that. Obviously, like you can never have too many weapons on a team, and again, his track record speaks for for itself. And you know, he stays in that game last year. He's a Super Bowl MVP, and it's looking a whole lot different yeah. this year for him. But um, yeah, I know he's uh, he's chomping at the bit to to pick a team, and you know, well, I guess we'll see where he goes. And I know that Vaughn's kind of the godfather in that for obvious reasons. What's that like? Is, is it when you say recruitment pitch, is it a casual hang or is it like, here's the real solid reasons with a PowerPoint and like a, an overhead projector? What is, how does that go? What was that like? They, for us, it was a, it was a solid hang. Like we, we rarely, mm -hmm. we didn't really talk about football. Like I gave him some, some tidbits of, you know, what I could foresee happening, you know, with him on the field. Um, but I, again, it was just kind of like, let's just hang out, dude. Let's have, let's break bread together. Mm -hmm. And, I think it's more of a feel thing and he wants to be in a, in a spot where he feels welcomed and comfortable and um, can come in and try to make an impact right away. And again, wherever that may be, um, the dude's an awesome, he, he's awesome. He really is. Yeah. I really enjoyed, um, you know, spending time with him. And again, I guess we'll see. Was that, was that your first time meeting him or had you known him at all before that? I had met him a couple of times, um, yeah. but like, quick short interactions like super bowl parties yeah. or something like that like at a at an right. event like he's walking by media row saying what's up and that's like the first time i actually got to spend some quality time with him and um again he he would fit so well into our locker room he's i know he gets this rap and from when he was in new york of uh the, the kicking net and all that stuff but yeah. the dude can absolutely fall out and um i think you know given his point in, in his career right now he, he wants to win football games. He wants to win Super Bowls. And, um, you know, I think he understands that, you know, what what's bringing a Super Bowl here to Western New York and Bill's Mafia would mean. Um, and I think that excites him. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Looks like there's a bunch of teams that want him. You have a good feeling? I, I, honestly, I, I, 
I've recruited before. I've tried to, to talk guys into coming here, um, and it's yeah. never really gone our way. So I've got I've got no you know hope for the best, expect the worst. That's that's what uh you know my mantra is right now with this. And again, I'm a fan of his. Wherever he goes, I, I hope he's he has success. But um, you know, personally, we we wish he's here. Hell yeah, I hear it. I hear, I see it. I hear it. Um, you said you had your mini buy and you watched tons of football. That sounds like your heaven. Um, so many great games this past weekend. I think the best game, in my personal opinion, was Bengals Chiefs. Do you watch Bengals Chiefs? I did. I did watch that game. What'd you think? Um, I'm again at 27-24. This year, dude, it's been. You know, Coach Peter, we talked about this in our team meeting yesterday. It's been the lowest margin of victory in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think, ever. Like, the games this year have been so close, and the opportunities that come around are so minimal that you have to capitalize on, the, on those opportunities. So um, there's, there's one or two plays in every game that can swing, swing the entire course of a game. And there was a couple that happened in that Chiefs-Bengals Chiefs game. And, um, you know, we – yeah, I, I was a fan. I enjoyed watching those two guys, Pat and – and Joe duking it out. They they played. Uh, they both played really, really, really good football. And um, there were some some really good games this weekend. Great games. And you know, it's the Chiefs and Bengals are obviously two teams that you could run into. You're going to play the Bengals in a few weeks. You mentioned Joe. You've never played him. You know, he's been in the in the league now three years. He got hurt his rookie year. You've never faced him. You will shortly. What are your impressions of him as a player and as a guy? Yeah. So he trained with Jordan Palmer coming out. Um, so I've got yeah. actually to spend time with him. He's, he's awesome, dude. He's, he is so ball. Like that's all he wants to talk about. That's mm. all he wants to do is, uh, you know, play football and, and, and be a quarterback. And again, he's playing some high level football right now. He's, he's extremely accurate. He knows what's going on. Um, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And I think his, his play shows for it. And, um, I think with their offense in, in whole, like they've got, they got some pieces, they got some weapons and, on the defensive side of the ball, Logan Wilson, that's, that's my guy. I played with him in Wyoming for a few years and uh, he's, he's an absolute animal. So um, looking forward to, to that matchup again, just because I, I know a few guys on that team and um, hopefully I can get Logan's Jersey and, and hang it on my wall here down in the basement. And um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see them. I think, I, I don't know if they're our last game or not. I don't really know our schedule other than who we're playing this next week, but um, yeah, that will be fun. Yeah, you've told me that before, that you don't look at the schedule and you didn't know the Chiefs were a couple weeks away when they were, and that's just not how you operate. You've also said before, dude, that you wear a lot of sweatpants and maybe a couple pairs of Jordans that you have, and that's kind of the limit of your swag or your drip. Like, Burrow is setting the standard. Like, he shows up in crazy outfits. Like, he sets the tone for, like, the whole league. What are your impressions of his style? Yeah, it's it's A1. It's, like, it's top of the game. Um, <laughs> some guys can pull it off. Some guys can't. I just, unfortunately you know, fall in that can't, uh, category. You know, I don't know if it's, my legs are too big. I'm just that, I'm just a big guy. And it's just, I look funny in some of those clothes sometimes. And I'm just like, I'm just going to put my sweats on and, and be casual and, um, you know, just worry about trying to play, try to play quarterback instead of, uh, spending time in, in my closet, trying to pick what's, what goes with each other and what shoes go with that. Like, and I don't want to hire a, stylist or anything like that i'm just yeah yeah, i'm just i'm just you know low-key you are and it suits you and it fits you i want to ask you about another guy so baker mayfield your draft class number one overall pick i know you know him we've talked about it before 
doesn't have a team. It's free agent. It's crazy how that's happened. I'm a huge Baker guy. I know he has his critics. I, I love Baker. What's your take on the state of Baker Mayfield right now? Well, I mean, he doesn't have a team right now, but I think once four o'clock rolls around, uh, I guess we'll find out what team picked him up because, again, I think he's, he's very talented and, um, you know, coming out in the same draft class, I, I got to know him a little bit too. And I love him as a, yeah. as a guy. Like he's, he's fiery. He's a competitor. Obviously, I think he's one of those guys though. that's like you love him on your team. And when he's on the opposing team, you know, the defenses hate him. He's like, that's just kind of how he rolls. And that's how he's been, you know, in college, you know, the walk-on story. He's had a lot of adversity in his life. So I know this is kind of just a, a hiccup in, in his path. But, um, you know, if anybody knows him, I'm sure this is just going to, you know, motivate him. And, um, and I'm sure he's going to find a way, you know, because he, he always has in his career. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Love the guy rooting for him. Um, we got a lot of stuff to take care of with the movie business. But I got to ask you about the Jets first. You're playing the New York Jets. The headline here, listen, you said it yourself. Last time you played the Jets, you said you played like bleep. That was your quote afterwards. I thought it was kind of cool that you just owned it like that. What do you try to change this time around? This is the second shot at him. What do you try to do different personally? Yeah, just win the game. And that's, uh, I know that's, that sounds weird, but just score more points than they do. Uh, you know, being smart with the football, making good decisions. Um, you know, their defense is playing at, a, at such a high level right now that, you know, we got to be on our P's and Q's and we got to put together a good game plan. And, you know, I know Coach Dorsey has been working on it uh, hard these last few days. And again, having a little mini bye week that allows us to get mm-hmm. a jump start on them. But, it, you know, it's it's hard to be, beat teams in this league. It's hard to beat them twice. And um, obviously we're playing at home in division game. Like this is one that we have to have. And we understand that. Like Coach McDermott preaches that all the time. You got to win at home. You got to win your division games. And uh, this kind of falls into both of that category or both of those categories, I should say. Um, so we know it's, it's, it's a big one. It's the next one. We just got to put our best foot forward and uh, focus on trying to win a football game. Rested and ready, focused like you always are. Um, it'll be a great game. I can't wait to talk about it next week. In the meantime, we have a lot to, to accomplish before you go here today, Josh, because we've done the Josh Allen Film Festival all season. The qualifications for the film festival has to be before you were born in 96 and a movie you've never watched before. First things first, we have to solve a mystery. Last week, we're talking about sports movies, and you mentioned a movie um, that was based on a true story that you have a real problem with that your teammates know and will ruffle some feathers. I talked about this here. I talked about this on the NFL Network. And I have a list of movies that I suspect it might be. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, Miracle, The Blind Side, and Draft Day are my guesses for the movie based on a true story that you have a problem with. Did I get it right with one of these? I can neither confirm nor deny (laughs) any of these options. All right. And why is that? This is a movie. You know I'm going to have your back. Why not just admit it? This is a movie and, and that I just have a problem with, and I watch a lot of them, and there's this one thing that grinds my gears about this movie. Let's hear it. What, what do you got? I got your back. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not doing it. Not going down that rabbit hole. I'm not. I can't do it. Is that because people love this particular movie, and you saying you don't like it will piss people off? Uh, I think that's part of it. But again, I've, I've, I've made people <laughs> mad with The Princess Bride before. Like, that's... That's not yeah, part that's of true. it. Um, I think mm-hmm. all of these movies here have their flaws. Um, I'm a miracle guy, though. Like, take take miracle off. Okay, that's, good. That's one that okay, I'll miracles out of here. Take the list off. Right. 
listen, right behind this wall, I've got a uh, yeah. USA versus USSR bubble hockey. Like, I, I freaking oh, love sweet. the movie Miracle. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's, great. I, that's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite all-time movies because, you know, I'm, I got I got a lot of USA pride. And um, I remember that watching that as a kid, like being in the theater. And it was me, yeah. my brother, and one of our buddies named Dominic. And we were in, like, we were maybe nine, 10 years old and we were going absolute nuts. Like we, we were, we thought it was a real game. Like that last game, <laughs> like, do you believe in miracle? Like we, we were going absolutely yeah. ballistic inside the theater. And uh, I, like, it's one of the memories I, I remember, like one of my earliest memories was going to that movie and watching that. Oh, that's awesome. You got to meet Kurt Russell. Some, I'm sure you've met Al Michaels. He's the miracle guy. Yep. Yep. I have. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. I'll leave this alone. We'll go to Predator. But before giving you my theory, I thought it was the blind side because I know you have convictions and a chip on your shoulder about college recruiting and what you went through with that. And the, ba- the fact that Nick Saban and all these people are trying to recruit this guy based on a video if he pushes a guy out of bounds in high school seems preposterous to me. And I feel like you were like, the blind side, I got some problems with that. But I know you would not want to admit even if I was right. Listen, I, I think I think all of those movies on that list had a lot of flaws, um, and sure. the whole I think it's more so based on the notion of based on a true story. Like that's yes, that's what really grinds my gears about this particular movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's as many as hints, many as, as many hints as I'll give you for that. I got you, bud. I got you. Um, let's get to something. Josh watched a movie that came out in 1987. It was called Predator, and it sounds a little bit like this. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. You're damn right he doesn't have <laughs> got time to bleed. Josh, let's just get into it. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. What did you think of Predator? Yeah, again, like, it's so weird watching these movies and understanding, like, so many iconic scenes, quotes, uh, yeah. moments. Like, the, the meme of the two, the guy's handshaking, right? Like, I didn't realize that was from this movie. Like, if it bleeds, we yeah. can kill it. Get to the chopper, which yeah. everybody on Earth says, right? Like, it's in Arnold's voice. Get to the chopper! Yes, yes. <laughs> it, I mean, it was so insanely quotable. And I like, it's one of those movies, again, I, I've watched Family Guy, and there's so many references and Family yep. Guy to this movie. It was nonstop action. Um, like, there, there is... It was and it was just so man like it wasn't like this weird sci-fi movie that could have gone different paths like it was just to the point it was just it was just man action right away Uh Arnold like just he killed it I think that was I think that's his best acting performance like I've seen the Terminator and I've seen some other stuff that he's in but like this one was so good and it's so iconic it's 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 an A for me like I I, there was there was no like downtime like there was no wait for something like you're on the edge of your seat basically the whole movie and you know like all like everybody in this team that's out there in the forest and i thought the the graphics and the visuals were really cool too especially back in that day but they're back to like there's something wait for us right and we're all gonna die like they're so scared and i was just like all right come come kill me i dare you and he's just basically challenging this beast and it, it was awesome Oh my gosh, you got me. If I was with you right now, we would do the, you son of a bitch. I'm so excited that you're excited. So the guy who says, if uh, I ain't got time to bleed, I don't know if you know him at all. That's Jesse, the body Ventura. No, no, okay, so Apollo is, um, 
he's the guy who gets killed and he's got the mustache and he's kind of betraying Arnold the whole time. But the he's guy the with CIA the minigun... Yes, exactly. The okay. minigun guy who's, I ain't got time to bleed with the big dip in and, and like the cowboy yeah, hat. Yeah. That's Jesse the Body Ventura who used to be a pro wrestler and then went on to become the governor of Minnesota. So like of all the things in that movie, Arnold became governor of California, Jesse became governor of Minnesota. It's, it's, it's an absolutely legendary deal with that cast. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That's really cool. Um, I'm so excited that you love yeah, it, man. It's an a. Because it, it does awesome. just kick ass. It's an A. All right. Let's move yeah. on. Um, Josh, I got options for you. These are three yeah. movies, and if you've seen one of them, just eliminate it. But bring up the three movies. We got 1993's Tombstone, 1992's My Cousin Vinny, and 1990's Misery. Have you seen any of these? I have not seen any of those. Okay. So Tombstone is like an ass-kicking cowboy movie with your boy Kurt Russell from Miracle. My okay. Cousin Vinny, landmark comedy with Joe Pesci, takes place in a courtroom. And then Misery is this really scary movie about an obsessed fan who kidnaps the person she's obsessed with. You choose. What are you into, buddy? I love me an old Western. I really do. Is that what Let's Tombstone go. is? Hell, it's the Western. You're gonna, okay. If you're choosing okay. Tombstone, it rocks, dude. All right, I think that's the one right. then. Tombstone with Val Kilmer in the role of Doc Holliday. Tombstone from this year, you're going to absolutely, it's going to blow your mind, dude. Uh, I'm happy for you that you're going to watch it. You love Predator. Last question before you go. Um, you're always involved in so many things, charitable, uh, philanthropic, whatnot. There's a thing, an initiative that's called Forgive Co., which is a public benefit mm -hmm. corporation to wipe out debt. Tell me about Forgive Co. What is this? Yeah, well, I've, I've joined ForgiveCo, um, and we're actually going to be uh, forgiving 10, I think it's $10 million worth of consumer debt, which I think is going to affect over 2,600 people, like at an average around $3,500. Um, it's a new pe public benefit corporation, and we're just, we're buying off their debt. It's unnecessary debt and um, buying it at cents at the dollar. So we're trying to just help people out. And obviously with Thanks or Christmas coming up and um, with yeah. all the, the gratitude that I have for the fans, like I thought that's such a cool way to support um, people that have supported my, you know, on field endeavors. And um, yeah, like it's going to California, my college state, it, obviously Wyoming um, and Buffalo. And it's for Americans, you know, across the country that you know, are going through some hard times right now. And just I thought it was a cool way to, again, show my support for the people that support me. It's a great thing to do. Debt is crippling. Debt ruins families. Debt ruins marriages, especially this time of year at the holidays. Josh, you don't have to do that stuff. You can just play football and say that's your job. You do it, and everyone else should be into it. Forgive Co. Public benefit, wiping out debt and helping people who need it. Um, you always help us here in the basement, Josh. Go get a win, and most importantly, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Love it. Thank you, Kyle. My man. See you, Josh. See Take guys. care, dude. Say it with me. That's our guy. That's Josh Allen. We will see him next week, of course. Big game this weekend. Every game is big this time of year. It's December, folks. We are past Thanksgiving. We're going for the stretch run. We're trying to get that one seed. If you're the Buffalo Bills fans, you can get the home playoff games in the off week. Only time will tell, though. In the meantime, we'll see him next week. And we got darts to throw. Sky Cam, if you please. And look, there's an unlimited loop. It's a confusing thing if you look at it. Hello, it's like an MC Escher painting. But I'm going to throw the dart, see whatever number I hit, and uh, there'll be a corresponding topic that was randomly chosen by the producers. That's an 18! 18! 18 again. Illegal voting age. Favorite Peyton Manning memory. Hmm. 
Well, I have a lot of them. Um, I'll take the uh, Skycam here and walk over to the old bike. Um, listen, I, I have a lot as a player. Um, I mean, there's tons of them watching him as a player. I, I, I think I was in college when he was coming out, and I, I have fond memories of the Manning Leaf debate. And there was this really strong, powerful push for Ryan Leaf and how talented he was and everything like that. But my favorite Peyton Manning memory is a personal memory. Um, you know, this is out there that when the guys were putting together the Manning cast from Monday Night Football, there was a talk of maybe they might need a third person to be anything from kind of a host to a traffic cop to a sidekick, anything. And my name was thrown around a little bit, and I got to meet Eli at lunch with Eli, and I got to do like this Zoom with Peyton and Eli in which we watched a game and talked about it, the three of us. Can you imagine that? Me and Peyton and Eli. <laughs> it's, it was just as surreal as it sounds. And it was an old Ravens-Browns game. Baker Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson. It was the infamous game that Lamar had to leave to allegedly use the bathroom in the middle of the game. And can you imagine this? Like, just being in a Zoom, and it's me, and it's two brothers, and it's a whole bunch of execs in the side room, and they put on Ravens... Brown's raw feed. And they're like, go ahead, guys. <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? But I tried to find my footing. You know, I asked them some questions. I made some jokes. And we had a good time. The strangest thing is then midway through, you know, they bring in the guest. And, you know, you see who it is every week. And it's these credible people. And they needed someone for this audition. So you know who the guest was in that audition? It was Jeff Saturday. Peyton's old center and the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He comes in the middle of it. He starts busting chops and doing his thing. It was um, really exciting. Top five surreal moments of my career, and I've had many of them because my career is pretty strange. But they were really cool. They were unbelievably cool and easy to work with, and it's part of the reason I'm here. So um, that's it. I mean, it's like I didn't even do it on the air. No one will ever see it. It doesn't exist. But I feel like in a lot of ways, like I, I hung with Peyton and Eli and like talked football one time, and. Uh, you know, I'll tell my kids about it. I'm telling you guys about it. Great. Peyton was awesome. Eli was awesome. Um, I just don't even remember what I was saying. I was trying to just be myself, and I, th I think it sort of worked, but inevitably they ended up going with nobody as a third person, which is obviously the right choice. So it was cool. Amazing. Uh, audition for the Manicast was really, really cool, and now it's a massive success, and now I get to be under Omaha anyway, so I feel like I won. That's it, guys. I'm out of here. I'm going to go for a little ride. Thank you to Josh Allen. Thank you to all Bills Mafia for coming in, every NFL fan, every sports fan. Every fan of the human being, thank you for coming to the Kyle Brand Space, and that's what we do here. We will see you tomorrow. Take care.